Well, welcome in, everyone. This is Spitting Fire. We're ready to go. Week 15. Here we go, Connor. You ready? Let's do it. Man, I went 1-15 last week, but we'll get to that. We'll get to all the games, where everything stands this season. We're going to start tracking our picks. But first off, r our sponsor. r r Brewing. Love them. Got the new shirt on, the Alcatraz IPA right now. We got our r r in our, our uh, glass. Love them. Matt, we need to still get you your shirt. And then last bit of news, we're going to send our hacker, Big Al, to go get us the actual domain for r r Brewing. So Yeah, we got to get that. that over from the East Coast back to the best coast. Listen, I'm yep. worried, Connor, because I got this watermelon Perrier and I try to drink it out of the can, but it's from the bottle. I went one and 15 last week after nine and four on the last bye week. I think I'm in a ton of trouble. Uh, the juju's not looking good. I don't know. We'll see. Here we go. Well, yeah, this might be your good luck. You need to go back to a raspberry white claw. You just need to go get another one of those. And I think that's the key. I tried and there weren't any in the fridge. So, well, that's the, that's your sign. And I don't know what to think of that. <laughs> Too many people are drinking the worst white claw, but. <laughs> That's concerning. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I think this is going to be a fun week of football. I think there's a couple of good games, but I think, um, you know, I'm just excited as the season gets kind of moving on. I think that, you know, we start to solidify what teams are good and what are not. I think it's exciting to see that, you know, that playoff schedule formalize and and we see that coming. Yep. Some teams will be knocked out this week. The Patriots can be finally knocked out for you, Connor. Um, The Cardinals have a must win game. Uh, the Eagles are also kind of in a must-win situation playing them. So there's a lot of good ones this week. Yep, I'm excited. Uh, do we want to start with our game tonight? Let's do it. Thursday night, Chargers-Raiders. Yeah, so I'm seeing Raiders minus three and a half. I, you know, I've seen it at three and three and a half. I think that the Raiders are going to win by a lot. I think – I have no reason to, to back that up, but I just think they will. I think the Chargers are just the worst coach, coach team in football, so I don't think there's any way that they can, you know – pull this out yeah i think so too i think uh there's just no way that uh the chargers are going to come at the raiders like this on a week where it's must win for the raiders so like the raiders if they lose i mean their season's over so it's the afc the wild the last wild card team i mean there's a small chance still that the last wild card team could be nine and seven but i don't think that's going to happen i think the seven seed's going to be ten and six yeah, I agree. Because I mean, you're you're basically looking there that the Bills have to lose out, and I don't think they're going to do that. So, or not the Bills, excuse me, the Browns. The Browns are going to have to lose out, and I don't think they will. So, um, and who do they play this? Week? They play the Giants. I mean, I think they're going to win this week. So, I think that shows you the last wild card spots can at least be ten and six. Yeah, I agree right. with you. Yeah, so they got to stay alive. They got to win this game. Yeah. Is there anything uh, interesting with these teams? I mean, I think the Raiders are going to stay with their car from what they've seen on this back half of the season. That was a question going into the year. Justin Herbert's there. Anthony Lynn is all but gone, right? Yep. And yep. so I don't see a lot of question marks with these teams. I guess one would be Austin Eckler, but he's looked really good a week back. Mm-hmm. So you like that for the Chargers next year. They're going to have Eckler. They're going to have Herbert. That's a pretty uh, solid foundation going into next year on the offensive side of the ball. Keenan Allen's really connected with him. I don't think there's any outstanding storylines for either of these teams. I guess for the Raiders, at some point, they have to stop being a middling team. Mm-hmm. Probably this year, next year, make the playoffs, or it'll start to implode. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the storyline, right, is the Raiders just fired their D coordinator, so um how does that defense respond this week it, was it an issue with the coordinator is it just the team's the defense isn't that good it'll be interesting to see how that plays out right all right let's all jump right. into our saturday games because it's the they always do this before christmas you get two saturday games you got bills at the broncos this is where i'm trying to write the ship connor i told okay. you last week i had a problem where i was picking only teams that i wanted to win <laughs> <laughs> not taking any logic into my picks so i'm gonna go with the broncos here on this build, the Broncos, I'm showing that they're given Buffalo six. Yep. The Broncos have just been shocking every other week. I mean, it almost seems completely random, like a coin flip, if they're going to mm-hmm. show up or not. And they showed up last week, so they probably won't show up this week. But I'm going with the Broncos minus six. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I I actually am going to take – or you're taking Broncos plus six. I'll take Bills minus six. I think that Josh Allen, I mean, the bills have just looked awesome the last few weeks. I mean, the bills last week, we can get to it when we talk about your Steelers, but I think they played the best game they've played all season. They looked awesome. Josh Allen looked incredible. He, he looked yesterday like an MVP. I think that, or not yesterday, last week, he looked like an MVP. I think 100%. I, and I think that bills team, if, if they can stay hot and play like that, that bills team can win the Super Bowl. 
So it, you know, it, it all will hinge on if Josh Allen can take care of the ball and play well, and he's playing really well right now. So I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to stay with uh, the bills, but I, I'm hoping it'll be a good game, but it also seems, you know, late in the season, you see teams like the Broncos It happened to the bears early, but a team that doesn't have a great offense, but has a really good defense. And you see their defense start to kind of give up on the team towards the end of the season. So that's why I'm going to go with the bills. I think the Broncos, while they have a good defense is starting to kind of just give up. So I'm going to go with the, right. I think the most interesting thing talking about the bills is they also don't have a run game like the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And the difference people were saying is Josh Allen is such a young, young Ben Roethlisberger before his motorcycle crash. Ben used to run like that. And he just has a cannon. He looks so good. He's carrying that team with his mobility, with his decisions, with just slinging it down the field. Such a vertical pass game. What Bruce Arians is trying to force Tom Brady into. (laughs) I think they've settled that down over in Tampa Bay. But I love the way Josh Allen is playing. And I don't know, that game just made me want to vote for him for MVP. Oh, no, totally. And that that's the thing. Though. I mean, the first four weeks of the season, he looked like an MVP. And then he had like three or four weeks where he did not look good. And then now he's starting to play well again and played incredible last week. So again, if he can stay hot, I think this team is as dangerous as anyone if he can stay hot. I think that's the difference. I mean, he when he's on, he's up there with Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson for most dangerous quarterbacks in the league. The difference between him and Mahomes and Wilson is that he doesn't do it every week, right? Mahomes right. is, you can count on Mahomes and Russell to have a great game every single week. You can't do that with Joshua Allen, but if if he can start to round into form and have more good games and bad games, this is going to be a scary Bills team for years to come. Absolutely. And it's something where he's only like 24, right? 24, 23. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've, yep. Got, they've got 10 years. They've got- and he's, old, he's getting better every year, right? So you see him now, he's getting more accurate. He's learning how to read defenses better. So he's only going to get better. And being that big, and he's selective when he runs too. It's not like Cam Newton or you know Lamar or RG3 where he's running designed runs all the time. He's more picky when he does it, but he's so big and he's so like just strong that he's a scary person to try to tackle in the open field. 100%. The other one we got, Panthers at the Packers, showing Green Bay giving them eight and a half. Yep. Give me the Packers. They're the one team that I got to win on last week in my one in 15 week. I'm going to ride the pack. The Panthers did not look strong off the bye last week. What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Panthers to cover They're still going to lose. I think the Packers are definitely going to win. I think it's starting to get to that time of the season where the Packers are like, Hey, let's just win and get out of here with the W it's not, I was hoping again, it's, I said, I see a mid December game in Lambo. I'm hoping for snow. It's 39 degrees, so I guess somehow maybe you could get snow, but I don't think it's going to be a snow game, which is disappointing. Um, I'm going to go with the Panthers to cover, but I think that it's going to be – I think it's going to be a good game that the Packers are in control of the whole time, but I think the the Panthers will keep it close um, towards the end of that. Right, one of those back-end covers. Not more to say about that game. The only thing maybe is Tanyan's really emerging as a tight end. I heard Aaron Aaron, – saying Aaron Rodgers saying that uh, he really likes the way Tanya and he trusts him the most after Devonte Adams he says he's super intelligent practice squad player worked his way up. So that's a fun story. And then we haven't seen Aaron Jones really get going since his injury. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if in this game he gets going, but Panthers have a pretty decent linebacking core with Shaq Thompson and those guys. So those are the two things I'll be looking out for in this game. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. And I think it, it's interesting because you look back now on that draft by the Packers and maybe it was the right thing drafting Jordan Love just to piss off Aaron Rodgers. But man, could you imagine them with another some more weapons or, you know, just some help in other places instead of taking a quarterback and then a running back with your second pick? They already have good running backs. I mean, you have Aaron Jones. People like Jamal Williams. I think he's horrible, but people like him and, and the Packers always like him. But I think, you know, imagine them if they had another wide receiver that was pretty solid, especially they were picking what, like number 13 or something or not, maybe not that high, but they had a pretty good pick last year, man. If they could have picked somebody instead of Jordan love that, that would have been awesome. Especially, especially when you look at the the receiving class this year, there's a lot of good receivers. Imagine if they had another guy to pair with Devontae Adams. I think this team would be terrifying, but again, the, the picking Jordan love might just piss Rogers off and that's why he's playing so well this year. And then all of that goes out the window. So who right. knows, but man, that team would be scary if they had one more weapon on there. And like you're saying, if Aaron Jones is playing up to how he played last year, that team's going to be really scary on offense. I think the, 
the concerns, you know, long-term that we always talk about is they kind of have a soft defense. And so what's going to happen when a team like, wow. Uh, Kaya's feeling it. Yeah. Kaya, what's going Welcome on? Welcome in everyone. Kaya, Kaya Ryberg's here. Yeah. So uh, as Kaya calms down, I think that the Packers can be good, but a team, especially, and again, I know I'm biased, but a team like the Rams who showed last week that they can just run it down your throat. What happens when the Packers play a team like that in the playoffs, I think will be very interesting. Yep. Bucks at Falcons. We're getting into those Sunday games. This is one where I'm going to, again, stop doing where I pick against the team. I don't like, I'm going to take the bucks minus six. I don't think that's that many points. I think the bucks are going to come in strong and you know, you get a touchdown, you get the win, you cover. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think six points. I think that touchdown, right. I, I totally agree with all that. I don't know why I have, again, this is another one where I have nothing to back it up. I think the Falcons are going to cover this game. I don't right. know. What's why. that saying to me is that the lines are pretty fair this week. Yeah, I agree. I think that these are some good lines. I don't, you know, I don't smell anything super fishy yet. Uh, but I don't know. I, again, I think I just fall into that Falcons derangement syndrome where I keep thinking that they're good team and they're not. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think there's going to be a million points scored. But so I guess I'd take the over, but I think that, you know, it's going to be a, be a closer game than, you know, just a blowout and an easy W for the Bucks. Yeah. And if the Bucks get this win, it's going to be tough for the Cardinals to chase them, but the Cardinals can still get in at that seven seed. But again, this week's really going to be where in the last three weeks of the season, we start to see those uh, playoff spots forming. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Niners at Cowboys. I'm excited for this because I picked up Jeff Wilson. Connor's not playing, uh, fantasy football, but it's the fantasy football semis this week. I'm the one seed in that league. My team's kind of petering out. Of course, the one seed usually falls apart by yep. the time they're done with their uh, week one bye in the playoffs. Yep. But I got Jeff Wilson. I think Raheem Mostert's going to be out. So I'm excited, uh, not because of the game, because both these teams aren't making playoffs, but because I'm going to get to see Jeff Wilson hopefully uh, come through for me in the flex spot. But uh, the Niners are minus three. I'm going to take the Niners. Yeah, I, the Cowboys are just horrible. I, I I hate that I'm doing it, but I'm going to take the Niners as well. I just think that the, the Cowboys are, you know, it, it. like I keep saying, once you get towards the end of the season, teams that are out of it just kind of give up. And I think the Niners are playing for pride. I think they have a good coach, right? And I think Kyle Shanahan keeps them competitive in games, and especially games like this, they are able to be competitive. The interesting thing is it's in Dallas, so I, I don't know how that impacts this, but – I'm going to go with the Niners as well. And the uh, Cowboys blew out the Bengals last week. Right. You took the Cowboys. You're like, I love that Andy Dalton returned to Cincinnati play. Yeah. <laughs> you got that, but you got that because of the defense. Mm-hmm. And the thing is the Cowboys are absolutely not out of the NFC East race. The NFC East. They're not insane. if they win this game, Connor. So I think you're overstating it with the nothing to play for. And the Niners have a good coach. Mike McCarthy said that the Cowboys are looking forward to better days. Maybe the better days are this Sunday. Maybe, but being two <laughs> games back, two games back in the East is tough. I think that's, I mean, you have four wins on the season and now you have to make up two games. And on top of that, they don't play Washington in any of those two games. And Washington has the tiebreaker on them. So really they're, they need to win out and Washington needs to lose out for the Cowboys to get into the playoffs. But given how the NFC East has played, Absolutely possible. It's within the realm of possibility, but I think that that the Cowboys are pretty much out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. You you doing that playoff portal that ESPN puts up? We do all the scenarios. Do you remember that as a kid growing up, where you're clicking all, all the time. different buttons? I've been in it today. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out how the Rams are going to get the one seed, and they're not. So <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I got out of that one. You know all the tiebreakers at this point because you're clicking all the different yeah, scenarios, do. and then it's like, oh, that didn't happen because of this. Yeah, and it, what it's coming down to is the divisional record, and it's because the Rams freaking can't beat the 49ers. So if the Rams could beat the Niners, they'd be in the one seed. That's all I have to say. Lines of Titans. Titans minus 11. That's so many points. I know. That's so many points. I think the Lions, though, have such a bad defense. Derrick Henry is going to run for 700 yards. He's at, So he's at like 1,550 yards for the season. He's got three games left. Do you think he can average 150 the rest of the way and get 2,000? I don't think so. No, really? I think okay. the playoffs are going to, you were, you were in the playoff scenario portal thing, right? The little game on ESPN. I don't, is there going to be a reason for the Titans to have him run hard in the last game? 
The thing is he could mm-hmm. pop off for 220 and then like 180 in the next two weeks and then he'll get like 70 in week 17. Yeah, I think let's see what's the tiebreaker. I mean, there's a chance if the Bills lose, there's a chance. I don't know how the tiebreaker works. That they can the- get the three seed. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think you need to stay competitive. So I don't know. Maybe going into the last game, the tiebreakers say there's no chance. But I think if you're still at nine, you know, if you're a game back of the Bills, you got to stay competitive because that three seed, that's going to be the difference right now. If it ended, the Bills are playing the Colts. No, the Bills would be playing the Dolphins and the Titans would be playing the Colts. I guess I don't know what the benefit of playing either of those teams. Right. And it's weird, though, because the Ravens might sneak in at the seven. Right. And then you're like, I don't know if I want to play a hot Lamar. So I'm not sure you can game it in the AFC this year. Well, the only thing is, the only thing I'll say is if you're the, the benefit of being the three seed and not the four seed is that if you're the three seed, you're not going to play the chiefs in the second round. You're right. And that's, that's your benefit. That's... So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's this, this talk about playing a hot Lamar. That's what the Steelers are facing right now. You're looking down, having to play Lamar potentially in the first round and him getting hot down the stretch on that. I think that would be, that does not sound fun. If I was, if I was the uh, Steelers there No, I don't think so. So, so, okay. So let's talk about this. So Derek Henry, 2000 yards, let's make a bet. We'll figure it out afterwards and we'll let everyone know what we're betting on. I think he gets 2000 yards for the season. Okay. All right. I'll text you about that and we'll get, we'll get some punishment or wager on the, on the punishment. I think I'll take a wager. All right. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, you see Bitcoin hit 23 K. I didn't see it at 23. I saw it at 22 last time. I've waited a long time, Berg. I didn't even bring it up in the intro. Are you proud of me? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you're not dancing all over that right now. (laughs) Reminding me every second. No, I've come a long way psychologically. I'm actually kind of sad because I could have stacked, I could have stacked more Bitcoin. I could, you know, have a lot more money, but yeah, I've got what I've got. And, uh, you you can't, that's the thing though. You can't play what I've realized in gambling and in stocks and all that. You can't, worry that you didn't put more money on something. If you've made money, you need to be happy with that. And that's kind of where you just need to land at. Yeah, that's true. People have been telling me that the other, the other side of that though, is like some people, especially when they're like, whether it's gambling, investing, whatever, they get so excited about it. They're like, Oh, I just won't have to work anymore. Right. And I'm like, have you done math? Like if you invest 10,000 at 10 X's, that's still not even a down payment on a house in California. <laughs> right. So like, right. I'm like, if, whatever, I have one and a half Bitcoin. I'm, I'm not that excited. I'm like at 10 X's what I can barely make a down payment on a house right. and like not near the beach. <laughs> like do you, it's not, with, with Bitcoin, do you pay capital gains tax on that? Cause it's currency, right? Or how does yeah, that you work? pay capital gains? It's more okay. like a security. Yeah. They okay. tax it like a security. I'm waiting this, this can be a discussion for another time, but my big thing is when gambling gets treated like a security, I'm going to become a billionaire because I have an idea, but it needs to be a security and it's not at this point. Okay. Is it such a good idea? You're not going to say it right now. Yeah. It's going to get stolen. So I can't say that, but okay. I think I'm just saying when gambling becomes a security, that is going to be worth billions. It's some, because all I will say is when gambling- Are you going to help the government tax everyone? Are you selling out no, to the IRS? To no, 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 no. <laughs> What I, my point was when gambling, when that law got passed and they said the states have the right to decide who's going to, who's allowed to sports bet, right? It became an inevitability that sports betting was going to be legal in the United States within the next 15 years, right? When that happened, that was in 2018, I think, or 2016. So I sat there and I said, someone is going to become a billionaire off of sports betting becoming legal. How do I become that person? And I have the idea. But anyways, Aren't people already becoming billionaires? DraftKings, Penn, totally. Penn stocks at like 90 now. Yeah, they're they're all killing it. I mean, but 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 all those people were operating in the gambling space before. I was thinking there's there's now room for an innovation that wasn't previously available that someone is going to become from zero to a billion. Whereas for like sure. Penn, you were already doing well because you had your casinos in different places, and now you can just expand and have more casinos. I think that there's an idea that you can get all the way up there. And uh, I like that your head's there because so many people who are new, they they buy in once things are at all-time highs and then they just get shattered. And mm-hmm. it's like, you have to admit, Kay, the people who are Bitcoin billionaires, they were in there when it was like $10 totally. or $100 or $1,000, right. whatever, right. depending on how wealthy they are. There's a lot of even more wealthier people coming in where they can place such large bets that they can do that. Uh, most people can't, but- it's like, we got to be humble where we're at and look at where, where are the next things? Mm-hmm. Because that's already happened. That, that right. ship sailed. That I'm train never, has left the station. 
yeah, I'm never going to be able to create a successful sports book. That's not, that's just not an option. And I don't know enough. And there's always going to be people who are better at that than I am because they've been doing it. Like you're saying, MGM has been having a sports book for 150 years. Like that's right. not a new thing. And so I'm not going to come in with some revolutionary idea to be a better sports book. So, but there, there's an angle there. Um, right. Before we move on from that game, who do you end up taking? Titans minus 11 or are you going? Lions. Lions. Okay. Got um, it. I love King Henry, but again, I'm trying to do this thing where I'm not so biased that I go one in 15 every week. Love it. I love it. Uh, Colts minus seven and a half hosting the Texans. What do you think? So again, I'm trying to go against what my biases. Love Deshaun. I tried to actually do a Texan stack. This was super unhealthy in fantasy. I tried to do a Texan stack as the six seed in the wild card. I was pretty desperate, like a six and seven wild card team in fantasy. So I tried to stack Aikens, their tight end, and Kiki Cutie, their guy who's been bumped up to like the receiver two spot, and just try to stack the Texans because I'm such a mess, barely making playoffs. And it, I just got shattered. The, the Bears <laughs> obliterated them. Their defense is so much better. Deshaun's on his own. Give me the Colts. Yep. Give me the I, Colts. I don't like the Colts. I see them as a threat. I'm a Steelers fan, and my team's crumbling up to pieces, and we're mm-hmm. playing them next week. But give me the Colts, seven and a half. The, there's nothing for Deshaun. Right. And and the, the Colts are coming off of just killing the Raiders last week. So I, I like the Colts as well. Um for everyone listening, what? how many fantasy leagues are you in? Two. Okay, only two. Got it. Yeah, so I'm the one seed in one, and then I'm the six in the other. I try to keep it healthy. I think if you start, I can't stand the people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm like a diamond rating in all my Yahoo leagues, but I'm in 12 leagues. And I they, think, okay. and they post about how they win a league every year. I'm like, you're not impressive at all. This is disgusting. You own every player in, in every combination. Yeah, and well, I will say, because I am diamond in Yahoo, I have not played this year, but I am diamond. What I will say is that if you're in 12 leagues and you're diamond, that means you're killing it in all 12 leagues. I don't agree with the people who say, oh, well, I win every year. Yeah, you're in 20 leagues. You better win in some leagues. <laughs> so that's not impressive to me, but I do think it is impressive if you can be diamond. I think it means something. And I think actually I'm diamond because the last year I played Yahoo Fantasy, because last year I was in two leagues and they were both ESPN. Last year I played a Yahoo league. I was in seven Yahoo leagues and I was in the finals in all seven and I won in five of those seven. So I don't think that's not credit to me. That was the year Todd Gurley went off for fantasy playoffs. So I don't take any credit for that, but I think it's impressive to say that you're diamond. That's my, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little anonymous story. We're not going to name who this is, but it's about fantasy. So yesterday I was with a buddy hanging out and his brother just, just is getting divorced but his, his ex-wife is in the fantasy league in its playoffs and they just went through a divorce and she's still in the league and she's playing the mom this week. And they're, I'm like, no, no, you need to have a special session. <laughs> you need to have a special session and remove her. You can't even have her play. Like the divorce is finalized. It's over. You have to kick her out. It's gone. Like you can't keep her in. In the, in the guy who divorced her, he's like, oh, no, she can just stay in. We'll just, like, be friends. <laughs> I, this is, like, a family scenario that I never want to experience. It's fascinating, but I don't think you can even let that mass- match up with the mom go through. Like, you got to pull her. Well, what happens if the if the ex-wife wins? <laughs> like, the whole league. What happens? Yeah, then? what are, like, what are the mom and dad, like, Venmoing her? Is that up for debate in the divorce settlement? I think it went Your through fantasy what I heard yesterday with my buddy. <laughs> Do I know who this buddy is? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll talk offline. I need to know about this. But I mean, That's what do you incredible. think? What do you do? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you let it ride. I don't know. I think you let it go. As if, if the husband gave it the sign off and said, all right, yeah, we're good to go. Then I think you're fine. But that is a wild situation. I guess, I guess what I will say is, if you started a fantasy league with someone and your device divorce is finalized by the end of it, I don't think that fantasy football is the like thing that you're worrying about that much. I don't know how you can go from starting a fantasy football league to four months later, having a finalized divorce. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, fantasy football is like, it just doesn't matter. It's so small compared to a divorce, but like, I think you just got to pull the plug, cut the ties The the it's legal. It's done. The, 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 gravel or whatever that thing the judge hits went boom it's over 
So do you, do the players go up for free agency? How do you play? I think you just pull the whole plug. You give, you give the mom a buy and she's just out of the league. Just in the middle of the night, it's like a coup. You just have the administrator just pull it. Do you get, does an extra team get to go into the playoffs now? I don't know. Maybe they should bring you in Berg. I just smuggle you in. You're not playing fantasy this week. Smuggle you into the semis. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Tap me in. I'll play. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was the craziest thing I've heard in a That's while. I, because we always have fantasy drama. I had the Taysom Hill tight end thing. Now we yep. have this. We're going to have to make a list of it. We'll have to get, give out an award at the end of the year for craziest uh, fantasy drama. And I think that takes the case by far. Oh, yeah. So, wait, are you still riding Taysom Hill in your tight end? Oh, no. I got it pulled. Okay. I put oh, out yeah, an I email. I put out pulled. a press release. I, I tried to rally. I tried to lobby and nothing came of it. Because the commissioner has unilateral power and it's similar yeah, to Roger it's disgusting. Goodell like it's literally just so much like Donald Trump, and we know how we both feel about him. So listen, I don't even think that's respectful to Donald Trump to say it's like him. It's like Roger Goodell. It's way worse. It's the worst person. It's Goodell. You can let him know that I said he is Roger Goodell. You can tell him I said that. <laughs> Good. I will. All right, Patriots at Dolphins. Yeah, Patriots I'm taking my They're probably already out. Really more last game for the Dolphins. They're fighting. Um, the Ravens are more and more relevant. What do you like? Miami minus three. Yeah, Miami. I think they win. Me they, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, like, trying to evaluate these Patriots, all the things you normally think about the Patriots don't really apply, right? Because you don't have Tom Brady anymore. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense to say, like, oh, you know, like, because I'm trying to think through the situation where every time the Patriots go down to Miami, they end up losing. Even against bad, like, Dolphins teams, they lose to the Dolphins. Right. So I'm trying to look at that and saying, oh, they always do that, especially with a bad team, they'll do, they'll lose to the Dolphins. But then it's like, it's not a Tom Brady team. This is a totally different organization. It's so weird now. But all of that being said, I think the Dolphins are a good team. I think the Patriots, especially watching them last Thursday night as closely as I did against the Rams, they're dead. They're done. Cam Newton's, Cam Newton's bad. I don't, they have no receivers. I just... I yeah, they're dead. I take the Dolphins for sure. Yeah, they're done. They're done. Dolphins. Although Tua, you said they're you said the Patriots are hard to evaluate. I think Tua's hard to evaluate. He went off last week. Oh, I agree. I, I think you can't make an assessment on Tua right he's now. He's young. Yeah, but I think I think that he's done a lot of similar things that he did in college of he's making smart reads, he's being accurate with the ball. Uh, again, stats might not back me up on this, but I feel like when I've watched him, he's, he's looked good, but he hasn't looked explosive or, you know, super electric, like, you know, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow did, but Tua definitely looks, he looks poised. He looks good as a quarterback, but they're not asking him to do a lot like those other guys were. So you can't really evaluate, Hey, is this guy a future franchise quarterback or is he going to be just, you know, dink and dunk and he'll be good, but never going to be great. I have no idea. Right. Yep. Bears at Vikings. This is one that I want to talk to you about because I was I was actually talking to the same buddy about uh, that draft class that uh, Mitch Trubisky went in. I didn't know he only played like 13 games in college. Oh, yeah. He played like not Ooh, at all. Man, GMs were just hyping each other up because I guess the Chiefs were going to take Trubisky over Mahomes too. I, so That's I didn't know the that. talk. That's the rumor. Like everyone was just hyping each other up on the GM. I mean, Trubisky wasn't going to fall to them, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know that they were the Chiefs were thinking about taking Trubisky. I think the here's here's the hard part, and and hindsight's always twenty twenty. Looking back on drafts, and you say, I can't believe the Bears did that. And the crazier, the craziest thing to me is that the Bears traded up to get Trubisky. That's the craziest to me is that they traded up a spot to get him. But when you look back on it, the two guys that Trubisky got taken over, who everybody compares him to, is Mahomes and Watson, right? Before Patrick Mahomes, Big 12 quarterbacks were never good in the NFL. Like, they just weren't. They put up big stats. They weren't going to be great. And Mahomes was really good, put up big numbers in college, but he wasn't like – I mean, how much do you remember hearing about him in college? He was never like – it wasn't – yeah, it wasn't even like Baker Mayfield or how Joe Burrow was last year. Like, Mahomes was not that kind of a quarterback. And so taking him was like, hey, we're taking this guy with a big arm who put up big stats at Texas Tech, but who knows if he's any good. And then Watson – while he was awesome and a winner and like checked all those boxes had serious injury history. Like he had serious ACL problems and like knee issues coming out of college and it showed his for his rookie year. He got hurt his rookie year again. And so it's like looking at that, I don't think it was as crazy of a pick to take Trubisky, but obviously they're going to get killed forever because they didn't take Mahomes or Watson. They traded up to take a guy 
And I'm going to give the credit to Big Cat on this, but the crazier take or the crazier pick in that draft was at number four, the Jags took Leonard, Leonard Fournette, who got cut from the Jags. James Robinson has come in and, and rushed for 1,000 yards this year already. He's one of three running backs to have 1,000 yards already. Undrafted. And undrafted. And Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch last week for the Bucks. So you kind of look at that and go, man, that was bad, especially in that class that Christian McCaffrey was taken like number 12. So I just think that the, the Bears get killed. I don't think it was as horrible of a pick at the time, given the information they had. Knowing what you know now, absolutely horrible pick, but you never knew what, that Mahomes was going to be the best quarterback of all time and that Watson was going to be super electric. Like you didn't know and be able to stay healthy behind a horrible offensive line. Okay, greatest quarterback of all time. That's a big thing to say. Listen, I think that when we talk about this quarterback class, I don't think Watson was in the same class. He went one to the Texans, right? He was in the first. No, he was like number 12 to the Texans. But yeah, he was in the first. Really? Round. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My memory is just, I'm so pro Mitch, Watson. Mitch was, at, Mitch was at two. Deshaun Watson was at like 12 and Mahomes was at like 14. But oh I'm gosh. checking okay, right Okay, then now. I'm 100% with what you're saying. To me, Watson was in a different class because of the winner thing. I guess the Dabo, the Dabo quarterback train hadn't really started yet. But he was such a winner. He was so solid all around. I guess my thing with Mitch Trubisky is... I can understand what they did because they were modeling off of other things like mm -hmm. other drafting, other big quarterbacks um, who have mobility and are big, tall guys. There's like other indicators that they would take that like, Oh, this guy is worth the risk, but number totally. two. Yeah. So let's go, let's just go quickly through this draft to see what people did. One miles Garrett to the Browns, Mitchell Trubisky to the bears, Solomon Thomas to the Niners, who's been fine, but eh, he's not that great. Leonard Fournette to the Jags, horrible. Number five, Corey Davis to the Titans, horrible pick. He's not that great. Six, Jamal Adams to the Jets. Seven, Mike Williams to the Chargers. Eight, McCaffrey to the Panthers. Nine, crazy pick, John Ross to the Bengals. And then it was Mahomes, <laughs> at, Mahomes at 10, Lattimore at 11, and then Deshaun Watson at 12. So. Wow. Again, that was just quickly going through it, but that's that's when you look at that and go, man, I cannot believe that you took you know all of these guys over Mahomes and Watson. It's Fournette's crazy. the worst pick. Yeah, Ross is awful too. Ross is off. I mean, Ross is just gonna like not get renewed, and I don't even know what team he goes on. I'll take him on the Rams just to run straight really fast and just stretch the field, but you never throw him the ball. But they'll only use him a few times a game. Yeah, don't throw it to him, but just have him there. I guess I don't know. Just man. Draw the safety. Yeah, I mean, they then, have no vertical run, pass. Then run another underneath screen that you guys run so well. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. Just take the safety out of it. That's fine. We'll take <laughs> that. We'll take that. Oh, All man. Right. So so who are you taking, Minnesota or the Bears? So I'm taking the Bears. Okay. I started circling the Vikings, then I had to check myself. Okay. Because the Vikings were on such a hot streak, but since then they've been a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. No, the I last couple that. weeks. I, I agree. think. Mitch Trubisky in a dome. He kind of in that past, right? These last few seasons, he's had these three game spurts where he, he has like a 145 quarterback rating and pops off four or five TDs a game. And then he'll like collapse after that. Right. Cause you yeah. played fantasy last year. He'll do these like three weeks where he'll just put, put up unbelievable performances and then he'll start to just crater. So he's on a run. He just had a good week last week. Give me another good week with Mitch. Yeah, I agree. And technically the bears aren't eliminated from the playoffs. There's still an outside chance. I think they have like a 0.1 chance percent chance of, of missing the playoffs or the, the Vikings playoffs. have better tiebreakers over them. Cause they're uh -huh. both six and seven. Yeah. The Vikings have the tiebreaker, I believe. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. They already have the tiebreaker. I guess if they win, they split it. And then I don't, I'd have to look to see like division record. And you didn't stuff, click but through that one. You don't care about that. And I don't care about the bears. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. But uh, the Vikings currently have the tiebreaker. So if they win, the bears are absolutely eliminated from the playoffs. If they lose. So basically between the bears and Vikings, they have to go three and O and the Cardinals have to win, lose like two games, mm -hmm. which is possible. Yep. But so, so those teams are definitely in it. Um, so there is something to play with. I'm going to go with the Vikings playing at home. I think I'm just going to go with the Vikings in this again. I, I don't feel strongly. I don't have any stats or anything to back that up. I just, I have a feeling that I think the, the Vikings are going to win. Just don't go one and 15. Just yeah. coin flip it. Don't That'd go one and 15. That'd be a good. Hawks at Washington. 
This mm. to me was one of the trickier ones. Five and a half. Who's at quarterback for Washington? I don't think it matters. Uh, I think it's Why? Dwayne. Ha- I mean, I think they're just they're gonna get blown out by the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are gonna they need they realize they need to focus in. I think this is you know, what the Seahawks do. That's why they're always in the playoffs, why they're always competitive. I think it just comes into, they go, all right, we need to win some games. We need to maintain a good seed. And to be honest, if I'm the Seahawks, I'm not super mad if I don't get the one or the win the division thing. You have to play the giants or the, or the Washington or the Cowboys or whoever in the first round, that's a winnable game. So I look at this and go, Hey, we're going to keep winning. We're going to keep doing our thing. Uh, you know, we either win our division or we end up playing the giant or, you know, the NFC East winner. So I think they're going to, they're going to keep, keep grinding and they're going to, they're going to establish their dominance again this week. Like they did against the jets. I will say I was 50, 50 on my pick last week. I, I give myself credit for analyzing it. Right. But I picked the wrong side. I said, I picked the jets last week against the Seahawks, but I said, this could be the big bounce back and get right game for the Seahawks. And they're going to win by a million and they won by a million against the jets. Right. We'll get to that with the jets game this week against your Rams. Cause it's even crazier yep. <laughs> at 17 and a half, but I mean this game. Eh, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Your analysis is fair. Seahawks lock in, look out for chase young. He's exciting. Yep. See how the secondary handles DK. Cause it seems like all the secondaries are super hyped to play DK this year. Totally. Yeah. Like they I mean, jazz themselves up and try to get super physical. You know, you get a couple personal foul flags when you watch a Seahawks game with DK and they're trying to knock them around. So that's what I'd look out for. But yeah, I agree. Nothing too much in this game. Yeah. And I think, I mean, Washington, I've been saying it all year. I think they have a good pass defense. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up. But I think that the Seahawks offense can, the, if we go strength on strength and weakness on weakness, I think the Seahawks offense will overcome the Washington defense better than Washington's offense can compete against anybody. I think they're going to be right. bad. I also saw, so I just was looking it up. Alex Smith did not practice as of yesterday. So who knows? I mean, he might be healthy, able to play, but he did not practice as of yesterday. So it's looking like Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Give me the Seahawks. I like that. Yep. Listen, Jaguars at Ravens. They're giving Baltimore 13. They've decided Baltimore is absolutely back and Jacksonville one and 12. I think they're going with Minshew this week, right? I think they are too. Yeah. I mean, they should, I don't know why they wouldn't. So yeah, I think they are. Mike Glennon couldn't move and they finally pulled him out. Yep. Exactly. I I like, uh, I like Baltimore. I think they're, they, they're one of those teams right now that they need to keep winning. And not only do they need to do that, but they need to show why they deserve to win. And so I think they're going to come out and, and good teams. They always say good teams kill bad teams, right? It's not you. The mark of a good team is not how you necessarily, you know, beating every team, but it's when you play a bad team, you crush them. And then you can play other teams close. I think that's why I've said the Steelers are frauds all year. And I think that's why the Ravens this week, are going to blow out the Jaguars that they're just going to, they're going to have two, they're going to have, all right, you ready for this? They're going to have two defensive or special teams touchdowns. I think that's going to, going to happen this week. You heard it here. Buy them up in those, uh, those uh, leagues where you can auction up and play weekly fantasy, buy them up. Connor's going to make you a bunch of money. Yep. Jets at Rams. This is the one I want to talk about Rams minus 17 and a half. Yep. Didn't work last week. We agreed. We both took the Jets. I'm going to roll it again this week. Give me the Jets. 17 and a half is just insane. I agree. But I, what I look at is, do you think the Rams can score 18 points? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I look at it. I don't look at it like that. I look at it like they're up 18 and then they start running. But my point is, I don't think the Jets can score. I'm not worried about the Jets scoring any points. I don't think they're Vegas. They're, they're if you want to take the away team total, Vegas has them scoring 13 points. I think that's the easiest under I've ever seen in my entire life. I think that the Rams defense is is while maybe not the best, but is by far the hottest defense in football right now, and is feeling themselves. Aaron Donald's gonna have 15 sacks. Jalen Ramsey's gonna. I don't even know who Jalen Ramsey's gonna guard. I think he's gonna go back to the star and play in the nickel and just splits every time. I don't know how they do anything on offense, the Jets. And then I think the Rams offense is just methodical again. That's where I say, can the Rams score? Can the Rams score 21 points? If they can score 21, the Jets can score three. I think that's a good final score, 21-3. Yeah, could be. 
Eagles at Cardinals is probably one of the most fun ones of the week because we got Jalen Hurts in starting a quarterback. They shocked the Saints last week. I don't know if it was a shock. I don't I, even it's know. It's a shock. It's a shock. It was a shock, but you felt like when was that gonna game going to come for the Saints? It's a shock. It came against the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts' first start. Right. I agree. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, the, the Saints, it was coming. It was just a matter of when. And... You know, I, I would have said it was coming this week against the Chiefs, which I think it will come again. I think they're going to lose. We'll get to that game next. But I think that, uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, it seems everybody loves Jalen Hurts. So maybe this Eagles team is going to play up to what they like. I think because of that, I'm going to take them to cover. But I don't, I, I don't know. I don't feel confident that they're going to win. But I think that they'll at least lose by less than six. Okay. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home. Such an important game for them such an important game for the Eagles because they're not out of it yet, especially if Washington goes down like we both think they will, the Seahawks. I don't know. I I think there's a little bit of a, a letdown after Jalen Hurts' big game last week. You look at the stats. He didn't do a ton. It, he carried it with his legs. I don't know if that Cardinals defense is more used to mobile quarterbacks because of practicing with Kyler Murray. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't look – in in the NFC West, there's not a lot of quarterbacks who run. Russell's elusive, but you notice he doesn't run a ton. Yep. And he's definitely a different runner than Jalen Hurts. So even if he does, you know, saying he does run a lot, he does not run like Jalen Hurts. So I don't know that the Cardinals are as familiar with it. I'm trying to think who else they would have played this year. I mean, maybe like Josh Allen, or I'm just going quickly through their schedule right now. Yeah, not really any of these quarterbacks run the ball. Daniel Jones, but he didn't even play. That was Colt McCoy. Oh, no, Daniel Jones did play last week, but... Yeah, I, I don't think Just they hurt. are super prepared. Right. So I would go, yeah, I, I'm thinking the Eagles are just going to surprise. I think Jalen Hurts is still kind of new and a novelty. And people you like them outright? I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't know that it'll be all outright, but I think it's going to come down to the last possession. And I'm thinking that will be, you know, a field goal by the Cardinals or they're down four and score a touchdown or something and keep it under six. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Game of the week, Chiefs at the Saints. Give me the Chiefs. I think three points is nothing. I think for the Saints, this is going to be a continuing problem with Taysom Hill at quarterback, not a one-off thing. The weather was good in Philadelphia last week. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that I'm at the point right now where I'm going to take the Chiefs every single week. Doesn't matter the spread. If you told me this game was like minus 10, I'd still probably be like, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I just... I, I They're just so good. And I don't care that it's in New Orleans like... Uh, Home field advantage doesn't matter this year. I think that the Chiefs are going to come in and Mahomes is going to throw the ball all over the place. And they're going to, he's going to throw for like 700 yards this game and they're going to win by 25. I, I have no idea why I feel that way, but I just think that the Chiefs are just so good and they're going to blow them out because, like I was saying, against bad teams, they're just going to coast and win the game. They're not going to care and then decide they want to win at the end. But I think against a good Saints team that they can, you know, establish their dominance and say, hey, we won the Super Bowl last year. You still need to come through us again. I think they're about to do that again right now. And this is the most losable game left on their schedule, and they need to keep winning to stay in that one seed. Well, listen, Mahomes still needs to take uh, take out uh, Norm Van Brocklin's 554-yard game before he can get to 700. He's got to get to 600. I, and that's a Ram. Is, that's a Ram right there. Norm Van Brocklin. I like that. Brocklin. Like 1948 or something? 1951. I I was close. Uh, But honestly, if I told you Mahomes through, let's say not against the Saints, let's say he was playing the Seahawks who have the worst secondary in football or the, actually, let me change all of this. They play the Falcons next week. So they play the Falcons next week. If I told you Patrick Mahomes threw for 600 yards against the Falcons who have the worst secondary in football this year, would you be surprised by that? No, you could say like 38 of 40 for 630 or something. Totally. Total, like that does not even yes i think that absolutely could be a, a, a case with like three 80 yard touchdown passes like two to tyree kill and one to Nicole hardman like oh my gosh i think that absolutely can happen so regardless Mahomes, best player in the league and i don't know that he'll win the mvp this year i think aaron Rodgers will but Mahomes is is that good he's and it's crazy that he's already in this like conversation, but it's almost like with LeBron or MJ where people just get bored of giving him the MVP every year. Like you can yep. give it to Mahomes every single year. And yep. I would not argue that ever, you know? And so 
I think that they'll give it to Aaron Rodgers, but I think Patrick Mahomes, unless Mahomes goes off for 600 yards the last three games, which he could, and, um, you know, they do that. So still Casey covering three points for sure. Yeah. Browns at Giants. Let's use this to talk about that Browns-Ravens game because I thought that was the game of the year so far. What do you think? The poop game? Yep. I absolutely, first of all, he absolutely pooped himself. Like, like, let's just get that out of the way. He pooped himself. Yeah. Uh, incredible game. That was an awesome game. I think, I think as, as it was as good of a loss as you can have, if you're the Browns, I think you showed something, you came back, Baker looked awesome. I think the team looked great. You lost on Justin Tucker, just being the best kicker of all time and kicking a 55 yarder. Like it was nothing. I mean, it, it was just a great game all around. It was fun. It was back and forth. Lamar Jackson pooped himself. I think it was just a lot of fun. What do you think of him tweeting out at Paul Pierce trying to defend himself? Well, Paul Pierce. Paul takes a lot of stuff. Paul takes a lot of stuff. Holy shit, don't do that on the finals. And then come get, like, taken out on a wheelchair. He pooped his pants. All right, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was ridiculous. Uh, That was pretty crazy. That's crazy that Paul Pierce's legacy now is just the poop guy. But I think that's a cool move. Um, that's a little much. The internet will forget it tomorrow. Remember our generation. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's going to say, if you ever think you pooped yourself in a game, it's going to be Paul Pierce. Yeah. I think that's the case. Um, minus four and a half Daniel Jones is, is he for sure not playing? I know he's hurt, but is he for sure not playing this week? I'm going to look it up, but listen, give me your other analysis. Yeah. I think that, I think the giants defense has been playing awesome. I think they they are really well-coached team. I think Joe judge took a lot of heat early in the season because he, you know, seemed like he was out of it, but I think he's, he's a good coach. I think they're a good team. The Browns though, and Daniel Jones expected not to play. It's not looking good. Okay. Browns cover. If, if it's still four and a half, I'm taking Cleveland. I think that it's just, you know, uh, the giants are a good team, but you don't have your running back. You don't have your quarterback. Your defense is fine, but the Browns have been looking great. They lost the game, you know, a, a great game last week. They played well before that. I think the Browns, you know, win by a touchdown. Who my favorite team. running back is to watch? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he's Finishes a bad guy. every run. He's a scumbag, but I agree. He's fun. But you don't know the you don't know the number. You don't know the name on the back of his jersey. Yeah, he's, he's fun. fun to watch. He's fun to watch. I agree. Well, and that's again the biggest scumbag in the runs. NFL right now. Well, that we know of is Tyreek Hill, and he's probably the most fun player to watch. Right? He's so right. much fun, but horrible person. Uh, yeah, I he, Cream Hunt's a lot of fun. What do you think of them picking uh, Tyreek Hill over Cream Hunt? How does he got to feel about that? Uh, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's thing didn't happen while he was in the league, though. Oh, really? Yeah, when he punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach and choked. I thought her out. he did something with a kid too. He didn't. So there was. So there was. Was that he, fake? It, it was suspect, but I think it's still true. And he's a scumbag. There was a, a leaked recording of him saying that, basically, like him admitting that he beats his kid, but I, like a two-year-old, not a like right. not a seven, not a ten-year-old. Right, like his two-year-old like a baby. Kid. Yeah. And that's where it's like, he's still a scumbag. And that's, those are the ones where it's like, the dude is scummy enough. You don't need to make things up if you are right now. And so that's, but that was never proven as like fully accurate and like vetted. Whereas like his thing at Oklahoma state was absolutely true that he like punched his pregnant girlfriend in the stomach and choked her out. So he's a pretty horrible human being. Yeah. So are you taking Cleveland also? Yeah, I'm taking Cleveland. I was really impressed, really enjoyed the game. I thought Baker looked really good. I don't see a reason for that to slow down. I think that momentum will continue. They're really well coached. Yep. Give me Cleveland. Yep. Also my favorite name right now. Well, and Gawkway on the Jaguars. I don't know if you saw the news, like he's going back to play the Jags with Baltimore this week. I love his name, but another name I've been really into is people's Jones. Oh, I like him too. Well, I Gus like Johnson. that name. That's just a really nice hyphen. I'm really into hyphens where half of it is crazy and half it's really simple. Well, so that- like you get like a Jones or a Johnson or a Smith. So it's like something crazy, like Ngakwe Smith. I love that combo of something crazy with something simple. Or like Peoples, who has the last name Peoples, and then you just throw like a Peoples Jones. I love that. Well, Gus Johnson loves that name. He used to scream that when he was playing in college. So he definitely, <laughs> you're not alone in, in loving that name for sure. I think that's a great name. And I mean, he balled out last week too. He played well. Yep. So he's doing good. He's, he has since that really good throw. I can't remember who they were playing, but where Baker threw the game winner to him. Oh, yeah. Well, who was that? I'm looking it up. But All right. I'll get to Steelers Bengals minus 13, super dangerous. 
I still, I, I believe Connor that this was rational that I took the Steelers was, is that rational or absolutely not with minus 13. They don't even have, they don't even have their starting quarterback, the Bengals. Rational. Absolutely. It's rational. Is it right? I don't think so. Cause what have we said all season? The, the Steelers play down to their competition. They're going to win for sure. I don't think there's any chance they lose, but I think that this is a game where they end up winning by the, that at halftime, everyone's looking at it like, Oh, what the heck are the Steelers going to lose this game? And then they end up winning Stop. by 10 points. Stop. It's, yeah. It's like the Cowboys game all over again. I think it's going to be like that. So I think 13 points is a ton of points for a Steelers team that doesn't seem to put people away. I'm looking through how many games they beat the Browns and we crushed the Browns. Yeah. By 13, they beat the Bengals by 26. The first time they played them. So that's the mark of a good team. You said that you said that's the mark of a good team. They blow out bad teams. I love that. Then they beat the Cowboys by five. They (laughs) beat the Eagles by nine. They beat the Broncos by five. I mean, they they have a lot of games where they should have blown people out too. And they did. Broncos are weird. I'm, I'm yeah. getting nitpicky. I agree, but I'm desperate. That's fine. We can be desperate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think again, I think Pittsburgh wins. There's no question there. I think Pittsburgh wins. I just think it's going to be closer than 13 points. Yeah. Tomlin's pissed. I mean, yeah, he's always pissed. He's like we suck. Um, if you can't catch the ball, you'll be replaced. And, and then there were more drops. Deontay Johnson had to get benched for a quarter in the bills game. After he dropped two right out the gate. What if what if the Steelers lose to the Colts and then to the Browns in week 17? I don't know. You didn't do that in the playoff scenario. You just don't care about AFC or NFC North. You're just focusing on that NFC West. Yeah, I'll do that after. Get this that game. in the simulator. I'll do it after. Yeah. I'll try to I'll figure out if there's a way that the Browns can get the whatever the two seed or can get can win the division. Because if there's I a listen, think, if there's a team then they that, would have lost to three AFC teams. Yeah. And only one NFC team. So I and think the Browns, that there's a chance there. It's going to come down to like the third tiebreaker probably. Right. And how, what are the Browns lost? One, two. Ah, the Browns have two in the division. The Steelers only have one in the division. So it would but be. Then it would be two with the Browns. Oh, no, that would be one. Yeah. So Steelers, Steelers pretty much have it locked up, their division. They just can't lose three games. If they win this game, they have the division locked up. Right. So. Yeah. Damn, that's a bummer. But yeah, I think I think that the the Steelers are absolutely going to win. I think Cincinnati keeps it closer just because that's what the Steelers do. Yeah. Well, that's the week, week 15. Connor, you said you wanted to ask me something during the pod. You yeah. get it out? Yeah, no, I didn't. Are you going to take the vaccine if you can get it? Yeah, of course. How would you I take got my it? flu vaccine last week, Connor? I love that. Would you take it if you could get it today? Would you take it today? I just want to talk to someone. Okay. I just want to talk to someone first. Give me a phone number. I want to talk to him. And do you have a preference in company? A preference in what? In company, which vaccine you take. Oh, tell me about it. I thought there was one that was super solid and they're blasting that out. There's more than well, one. Well, Pfizer's is going out right now, but the problem with Pfizer is that's probably not what we're going to get because Pfizer's needs to be held at like negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit and or there's Celsius the or whatever. And two, two-shot one, right? And there's the two-shot one. Moderna's is one shot, and I think it needs to be kept at like zero degrees Celsius. So like a normal temperature that most yeah. hospitals can handle. But it's like there's only like three hospitals in Southern California that can handle the Pfizer vaccine. And so they, okay. they're starting to distribute that. But the other ones are kind of what's picking up steam. So I just didn't know if you had a strong preference on which one you wanted to go with. Well, I'm, I'd much rather take our vaccines than China's. China's yeah. just got pulled out of Peru. What about Russia's? I haven't heard anything about Russia's. You heard a crazy story on Russia's? Well, they just have a vaccine. I haven't heard oh, anything about it. No, but. I don't know. I just heard the China vaccine. The, they're pulling trials. People are having terrible results. The only thing I've heard on our vaccines is that uh, nothing serious, but just like people get can get sick for like a day or 12 hours or whatever. Yeah. Get yeah, nauseous, I, not be able I watched to sleep, something. get like the chills. Yeah, I watched something of a guy. It was a doctor explaining, and he was like a he was like a a virologist or I don't know whatever the guy who studies vaccines and viruses and stuff. I don't know what that's called, but an infectious disease expert. Sure, let's go with that. 
uh, he was saying that it mimics, basically you feel like you get the flu. So when you get the vaccine, you're going to feel like you got the flu, but that's just your body thinking you're getting sick and developing the immune response. You're not actually sick. You're not contagious. You're going to feel like shit. But if I told you, Matt, you're going to feel like shit for three days, but you're not actually sick. So you're not in any danger of like actually going to the hospital. And after that, you know, you're not going to get the vaccine and you're not going to be contagious to your parents, to your friends, to your grandparents, whatever. Like, I think that's absolutely worth it. Is it way more like you're saying you're not going to get COVID if you do it? I mean, you have a 95% chance. Okay. So it's a lot high. Flu is what? 60? Yeah. The problem with flu and the problem with flu is that the flu, there's so many strains. There's a zillion strains. Right. So that's what I'm worried about with COVID. We're already seeing, oh, there's this strain in England. There's this strain in India. And that's why I'm like, long-term, are we going to get a vaccine regimen uh, in through big pharma that where they're able to keep up with this, like they do with the flu, because it seems like, are we just going to have strains that are going to keep us like this for the rest of our twenties, Connor, we got to get back. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Because I think, I think that the strains are different, but I don't think they're different enough from what I've heard. And from what I've learned is that they're not crazy enough that if you get the vaccine, you get the vaccine and it's going to, at least at current, it covers pretty much everything that's out there. Okay, that's good. Pretty much everything. Because again, I'm for the sure flu, it changes different. every year, right? They I mean, it changes every like week. Yeah, because, and that's the problem is that in the flu vaccine, and I could be totally wrong on all of these things, but in the flu vaccine, you're getting, you're getting the vaccine for like 200 types of the flu, but mm-hmm. there's a thousand that come out every year. And so that's why it's only 60% effective. It's probably 100% effective against those 200 but you can get so many other strains of it that you're not guaranteed to be covered from the flu. Yeah. But from COVID, I think it's, it's 95% affected against all COVID is what I understand for now. Again, who knows what happens next year or whatever, but if we can all, the thing is if we, if, if everyone gets the vaccine, it's going to just die out. It's not that it's not even that we will need to, cause like people are like, Oh, you might lose your, you know, your immunity to it over time. That's fine. If we can just smoke, like choke it out. And so then all of a sudden that can't spread to anybody else. And then it just dies out. That's what's going to happen. And we don't have to worry about COVID anymore. And we can go back to normal. Of course. It's just, are you right about that strain assumption? I think. But For yeah, sure. 100%. And I think, And I think the thing is, though, no one knows, right? That's the problem is that you won't know. It's been around for a year. You have no idea what's going to happen over the next few years. And that's why you just use the the thought thought experiment of inversion. Is it better than its opposite? Yes. It's better than the opposite of doing nothing. And that's that's my other thing is that this is turning into a big PSA to get your vaccine. But I think that- You're not that boring, Connor. Have you (laughs) seen some of those infomercials and signs? By the way, the amount of money they're spending on like public PR campaigns to like- I think those are, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's like they're doing them in the places where everyone already agrees, like LA. Well, and I think like you're going to spend it, spend it in like Bakersfield or Visalia. Like, why are you doing a COVID-19 like billboard campaign for a hundred million dollars in San Francisco? I just, I agree, but I just don't understand who even listens to billboards anymore. Like, why would I expect to see a cow that says don't eat chicken? Right. And that's like more chicken. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I'm not going to, if I have my views, seeing a billboard is not going to shift me. I'm not going to get swayed. And maybe that's just, I have strong views, but it's like, I can't picture driving down the road and being like, oh shoot, they told me I need to get my COVID vaccine. I should probably do that now. I didn't think I wanted to do that, but I trust it now because this billboard said so. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my thought. But I guess my, my last point on that is that the thing, the point of like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen to the virus strain over the next you know few years the same point with that is you don't know the lasting and no one knows the lasting impact that COVID has on your body, right? You could have it today and you don't know that 15 years from now, you're going to have this horrible reaction. And now your whole you know, immune system is shot because you had COVID 15 years ago. I'm going to take my vaccine. And it's the same thing. The same worries people have about the vaccine you should have about getting COVID. That's 100%. my thought that. That's my final. My problem. aunt, the craziest thing. I guess when you have chicken pox as a kid, you can have it again when you're 50. Dude, have I you had heard it about twice this. As, it's like, I had it twice as a kid. Yeah. So like when you're like 50, you starting at like age 50, you can have the chicken pox, but it's a zillion times worse. That's shingles. Yeah, shingles. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. People no, can I, have it for like two years and be like bedridden. Yeah, no, it's like horrible. depending on how severe hers wasn't severe. So she was knocked out for like a few weeks. She was telling me about guys who like are knocked out for like a year. It's basically like a disability, a, a temporary disability. My stepdad You're had done. it for a month. He had it for a month. It was horrible. 
But yeah, dude, I had chicken pox twice as a kid. Did you even know that was possible? You got to watch out for those strains, Connor. Well, that's so that's where I look at this and I go with COVID. Does that mean I'm like good because my body has all this immune response or am I just screwed that my body can't have an immune response and I'm screwed regardless? I have no idea. It's one of those. So I don't know. Listen, we're trying to get healthier. I just got my MRI today on my knee trying to figure things out. Have you ever gotten an MRI? They're so cool. It's like, it's like you feel like I told the lady, I'm like, this is what like aliens sleep inside of. Yeah. Well, my company just got bought by Siemens who makes MRI machines. So, oh yeah. It's Siemens. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's my company. So, well, yeah. it will be my company in three months. All right. Uh, Any stock tip on that? Well, it's not like a tip. It's been announced for like four months. My company's okay. getting sold at one seventy. Commentary so. on that. You yeah, I mean, apply. we're getting bought. I think it's exciting. I think it's great for our company. I feel like I can get in trouble for doing this. I have no idea, but I think it's a great, com- a great move for our company. I think it's a good move. For Say this is not financial advice. Yeah, so is- I don't know what I'm talking about. So don't don't listen to me. But I just think it's a good move. We have very complimentary product types, so I think it's you know I think it's a good move. But I think, and everyone would agree, I think Siemens overpaid for us, but. I think it was a good move, and I think that we're going to be really successful for a lot of years to come. I love it. Listen, enjoy week 15, everyone. Don't go 1-15. Love it. See you guys.